What's up, everybody? Welcome to Boss Rush After Dark. I am one of your hosts, Laron Dawkins, and with me tonight is the one, the only, Stephanie Klimov. What's up? Hello, hello. We're going to hold it down because someone Cole's got decided the night to, off. <laughs> yep. And, you know, partying up and being all cool and hanging around with people wearing fancy outfits and drinking from their fancy drinks. So, so do you think he's, do you think he's at one big bro fest? Oh, uh, probably. I mean, <laughs> just real quick, not to get off topic, because we were reach. I was reaching out to him just to make sure we had everything set for the show. And he, oh, oh, you should see this place. And he's like showing me these pictures of how like stylish the area is. Everyone's being all fancy, and he, <laughs> he, he has this uh, chain, this gold chain. Well, not like a real gold chain, like necklace that everybody's wearing. It says, you know, like twerking, but it's networking. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. I, I have to talk about this on the show and embarrass him so he's off having a grand old time oh geez <laughs> twerking right? i'm sorry networking networking well, let's see one of the people was wearing um one of the guys was wearing like one of those suit vest jackets and it cut off the net the ne part so it looked like twerking i'm like dude is that guy wearing a twerking chain jesus christ that's that's hilarious though so yeah yeah bro fest uh like when he comes back, he needs to show us some of that swag he got. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He better come prepared. You hear that? Yeah, when you're listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So how's it how's it going tonight? <laughs> it's going it's going okay. It's been uh, quite a week. We can get into more stuff later, but just high level. I started my very first week at my new job last week. Um, mm. Took care of a lot of my IT issues. I'm starting to get my feet wet with orientation. So it's a bit of an adjustment period. I mean, I touched up my office. I now have two computer monitors and I mounted a TV on top for gaming when I'm not working. In case oh, anyone, snap. In case anyone's from work is listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Yeah. Playing with the big boys now. Yeah. How about you? How's your week so far? Um, well, um, I actually finally mounted my television. As a matter of fact, ah. as a matter of fact, uh, there you go. Very <laughs> nice. Go. That means yeah, you can actually start uh, playing with uh, playing on your PS5, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, you must have heard last week's podcast, huh? Those guys, <laughs> the, the, uh, Stoy and Corey, like just tore me up on Crossroads. <laughs> like, like even even Austin came back this week because he had, he had COVID last week, uh, and uh, oh. he, he well he had, he got COVID the week prior and was recovering, so he could so he was in no shape to be on the show uh, for last week's episode. And um, and last week's episode, as in uh, for people who are listening, because uh, because this episode happened, this, ha this episode happens late. If you're not a, a patron, of course, last week's episode was uh, the 18th of January for Crossroads. He missed that one because uh, because he still had he was recovering from COVID. And I'm not gonna say he had complications because he just had no voice. He had no voice, and he said he had he said he actually had to go back in his asthma inhaler for a hot minute. Oof, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. So um. So yeah, so he listened to he listened to the show, and he was like, he was like, man, he was like, those guys bladed your nose like last week on this show. Are you all right? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and then I heard, and then I heard, and then I, but apparently he recovered and came back and came back in rare form because uh, because him and him and Ed uh, did some uh, did some expansion pa uh, expansion packs Ooh. for Boss Rush. And uh, and Austin said he lit him up on some of his hot uh, on some of Ed's hot takes. 
<laughs> oh man, I can't wait to listen on uh, listen to that. Is that also part of the Patreon package? Uh, yes, yes, it is actually. Uh, which, Didn't mean to uh, spring that on you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, no, it is part of it is part of the Patreon package. I think I think people can get in for uh, for a dollar if I'm not mistaken. Like I think I think all our Patreon stuff entry level is just one dollar. Exactly. So no excuse, guys. And actually, early, just because we're access on it, to the content. Since we're on it, I do want to give a shout out to at uh, Dave Wayne 9 on Twitter, who uh, gave us a shout out for listening to his first ever um, After Dark episode. And hopefully you're enjoying it and maybe you'll consider hopping onto our Patreon. That's not <laughs> Hell yeah. you know, to pressure you. There's no some, pressure. Oh my somebody's... gosh, it's not like I was pressuring yeah, you. No. no. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no pressure for real. There's so many tiers though. Like there's actual there's actual tiers where you actually get to become a, a part of the production team, where you actually help us plan out plan out an episode of any of our various shows. You you pick depending on your status as a patron and stuff like that. Exactly, there's, and a great episode to do that on is After Dark because oh, yeah. oh, for real, yeah. Topics and as you know, we do some bizarre, funny stuff to real serious serious uh well whatever and so if there's something that you want to hear us discuss you know something to consider yep for real yep uh so yeah so i found uh so i got my tv hooked up and um and what actually took so long is uh because like my bedroom is configured differently from where from how i was in my last in the last place i lived at so the tv so actually my bed is no longer if, – if, if you remember how my old stuff used to be, like now my bed is in the center of the room, which, mm -hmm. which you know, my last – the last place I was living at, like the room was big, but the configuration of the room was kind of odd. So the best place for me to have the bed so I could still use my computer desk with my computer was I had to put my bed kind of in a corner. So this, And this is a queen-size bed. Mm -hmm. so, so the only other place to put the TV at was directly across from the bed. Uh, but, oh, okay. but, but the head of the bed is one way. So, and the TV is facing basically the side of the bed. So, yeah. So, so, so what I want to do this time, cause my room, cause this room has, this room also has a unique configuration, but it is shaped more like a standard bedroom. It's, it's a rectangle. It's a mm -hmm. large rectangle, but it actually has like, it actually has like another, it has like a, I guess the easiest way to say it is it has like a recess and not by like it goes down like anything, but it has another section that goes outward, outward to, to the front of the house. Um, because like I have two closets in my room. Um, nice. So there's a, there's an L, there's, there's an L shaped wall. And then there's that cut that, you know, goes too further to the front of the room and everything. Right. So my computer desk is on one side of that L. And so on the small, on the shorter portion of the L, that's where I decided to hook up my television because, because with my streaming equipment right here, like, like if you guys are looking at me right now, uh, where I'm pointing, like my streaming equipment, which is my camera, my, which is my camera, my key lights and all that stuff. It's back behind my monitor now. Um, I have no room now to put <laughs> – I can hear the jokes now. I have no room now to put a 75-inch television <laughs> atop of my, <laughs> my monitor setup and everything, right? So I was like, you know what? This, is a, this, is, this wall is perfect because I still have the illusion of having that command center. But, uh, but I was like, now I have no way of actually clearly watching television from the bed. From the bed, you know, yeah. Because – so I either move the bed closer to the bedroom door, which means there's like a gaping open space on the opposite side of the room, 
or I have to get creative. So I bought an articulating mount. That way I can pull it out. <gasps> yeah. Tilt shift and all that stuff. And yeah. And so I finally got it hooked up. I finally got it hooked up. Today's a, I got it hooked up Monday. I got it hooked up on Monday. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Watching TV in bed and playing video games in bed is now an experience because <laughs> oh. now the monitor, now the TV comes out from the wall and just like points towards the bed and stuff. It can tilt all sorts of ways. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being a nerd. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I just like I, there's a reason why I can't have a TV in my bedroom because I feel like I will be up all night, um, you know, playing stuff and I. I you know, people would, you know, been kind of, you know, poking fun for fun uh, about, you know, how long it takes to get everything set up. But let me tell you, I, I've had a, you know, I mount, mounted this TV and the new TV in my living room. Mounting TVs are a pain in the fucking ass. They are. They I are. They are. The, yeah, like it's it's at least a two-man project. If you if you don't have one of those mounts that like actually has, is articulated. The articulating mount, I don't understand why I never did articulating mount to begin with because it's the easiest experience to mount a television, you know, without, you know, because like, because like when you have just a straightaway mount, depending on how large a television is, you need, you need a third person to be that center of balance while, yeah. while the other two people are actually hooking it onto the mount and stuff like that. But, um, but for this articulating mount, me and me and my buddy, we were actually able to do it ourselves without needing the help of my, my roommate as the extra person for all this stuff. So yeah, like. I'm never going back to like any other type of mount. I don't care. I don't care if I don't have the room to like tilt that TV. <laughs> I'm having articulating mount, you know, like it, it just, it just makes sense now. Yeah. Um, I know I'm, I'm totally geeking out on my TV. I mean, mine's only a 42 inch or 43 inch. So it's not like a gargantuan one, but it's like, I haven't gotten a up to now. Now I'm geeking out too. Like I haven't gotten like an updated television in a long time. Like I didn't have a smart TV. I didn't have like the latest HD 4K, whatever all that stuff. So like, it's, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm just getting used to just how amazing it looks. And also I got, well, I, I threw the package away. Um, the thing that you stick to the back of a TV or a monitor and you turn it on and it just changes colors. Amber, an amber light kit. Yeah. It's so I have cool. to, I have to hook my, I have to hook mine back up to my television. The lights are, the lights are on it right now, but the actual sensor and the, um, and the, and the power adapter is not hooked up to it just yet. Uh, part of it was because like, this is not a flush mount like like the like the like the regular like like the, the normal mounts are. So I'm like I wonder how much it will interfere with the lighting from that, you know. Yeah. But what I may what I may wind up doing is actually getting a different type of amber light kit. One that actually has like a different like a different intensity, so like it actually reaches the wall, you know, and still yeah. looks good. Uh, I'll I'll figure it out. Or you know, worst case, because uh, because uh, oh, that's how I broke my last television. Me and a buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like this actual the TV that I have right now. This is their this is their replacement. Um, me and my buddy, like I bought that Ambilight kit. Um, it's it's by Govi. Like I can't remember this. Uh, I can't remember uh, R R G Bic. It's an R G Bic. It's a Govi R G Bic kit. Um, it's nice too for the price. It's nice. Like I got it on Amazon for like fifty something dollars. It was on sale. It's normally like seventy five dollars. It was on sale though. So um, nice. I saw all the reviews for. It. I was like, oh, I gotta have it. I gotta have it because <laughs> uh, I wanted that, you know. Um, so me and my buddy, on, we, me and my buddy, spent a Saturday hooking it up and everything. Um, and for some strange reason, we were struggling with the TV that particular day and stuff, like getting it back on the mount and stuff. So I get back on the mount, I test out the light kit. The light kit's fine. Turn the TV on. Turn the TV on. The panels cracked. 
the, 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 the LED panels cracked towards the bottom. And I know for sure I'm the person that did it because like I was the person that was holding that side of the television. Somehow my thumb got my thumb made contact with the with the with the front portion of the screen oh, and I put no. too much pressure on it. Yeah, and it and and cracked it. Now, the cool thing about it was like the it was so low on the TV that in all honesty, you could almost ignore it. Even though like there were scan lines, you could see visible scan lines towards that bottom portion of the TV, it was fine. So, I was sitting there, I was I was wrestling with myself. I was like, you know, cuz uh, cuz this is a this is a Sony Bravia XBR X nine X forty E television for for people for people who get tech boners <laughs> seventy five inch um nice TV like I'd only had the TV for I'd only had a TV for about a year uh this TV used to be a flagship Sony television and when I say flagship like when it was when it was on the line it was like a $5,500 television. I didn't spend that much for it. I spent $2,100 for, for my TV because like it, at that point, it was three, four years old at that point. So I'm wrestling with myself because it's like, man, I've only had this TV for a year. Do I replace it? And if I replace it, what am I going to replace it with? Because like I went through some, I went through some real work researching this television. I went through some real work. Uh, and I was like, I got I to gotta replace it with something that's comparable. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I just love this TV too much. I'm just going to deal with it. You know, like I played a few video games on it. It didn't look that bad. Uh, it, Horizon Zero Dawn did free, you, did bug me, you know, because <laughs> it seems like parts of the HUD are right there where it's fucked up. Oh, no. Yeah, that would get to me. Yeah. Okay, so here's the kicker, right? Like right after I right after I basically resigned myself to be like, okay, I think I think I'm gonna deal with this for now until I'm ready to get my next television. After I'm after I made that resignation, the next day, the entire panel just went out. Like yeah, <laughs> like the TV yeah, the T V would come on, you could see some of the backlighting, but you could not see an image at all. I was like, fuck. Oh, that sucks. So I had to replace my television, and and guess what I did? I just bought the same exact television. I was able to find it. I was able to find it for practically the same price I bought the original one at. So there we are. Nice. <laughs> so I'll now I have PTSD when it comes to hanging televisions on mounts and stuff like that. <laughs> I can't blame you, man. That's that's borderline traumatizing. Although now I kind of feel like a peasant. Here I am with my TV half the size of yours, and like. I got it like on sale for like six hundred dollars. Okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the, the most spectacular piece of advice I can give you. When it comes to your bedroom, I would say try not to go higher than a fifty-five inch television for your bedroom, for your bedroom, okay. or for an office room, for your living room, sixty-five or seventy-five inch. Because here's the problem. Here's the problem. Because this is the trap I got into. Uh, before I got this television, actually, before I got this television, I got. I had a. I had a sharp. I had a Sharp. Uh, it was also. Um, it was also. It was the Sharp was my first 4K television. Um, I jumped from. I jumped from a 50 from a 52 inch. Yeah, they used to make 52 inches at one point. I jumped from a 52 inch Sony Bravia to a 70 inch Sharp. Hmm. Now, it, now get now. Listen to this. Like I was not trying to go past a 65 inch for my bedroom. So when. 
So when it was so when it was time for me to get ready to like buy a new television, I was like, "There's no way." I was like, "I was like, I can't go. I can't go under a seventy inch now. I'm too. I'm too used because because uh, I go to friend's house and and, they, and I'm and I'm looking at their TV. I'm like, man, it's kind of small. You're, you're probably like squinting and like, hi, let me adjust my glasses here. Actually, um, have like, you ever watched The like Office? That, was that The Office? Yeah. I, I, I didn't watch it religiously. I've, I've seen a few episodes here and there. <laughs> no, just real quick, because um, Michael Scott moved in with to a condo with his girlfriend, Jan, at the time, and he goes, guys, check this out. I got myself a plasma screen TV. But it's like this tiny, like, 20-inch TV mounted on. <laughs> He's like, look, I can even push it forward, push it back. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, like the, it's like that song, Don't Want No Short, Short... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I am about televisions now. So like I'm sitting there like okay like I'm like I'm ready I'm ready to get like a 4K HDR television now because because the, the shark was just 4K it wasn't HDR and HDR is honestly HDR is where it's at like um so so I was sitting there like you know what I can't do anything under a 70 inch I can't like I like because I, yeah. I yeah I got used to it so here we are for 75 inch television in my bedroom. First time my boyfriend sees the television, he was like, "Holy television, Batman!" <laughs> he, was, he was like, "He was like, did you really need all this TV for your room?" I was like, "Yes, I need all this TV for my room." <laughs> I did. Don't ask any more questions about it. So, <laughs> so when it was my boyfriend's turn to buy a television, right? Mm-hmm. He was asking me to help him look. He was asking me to help him look for uh, some TVs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious. It was hilarious because uh, because I was like, I was, he was like, "What size TV is in your room?" I was like, "75 inch." And he was like, "No, nah, I don't need a 75 inch." I was like, "Well, I was like, where's the TV going in your living room?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I would, I'd recommend a 65 inch, and and see how you feel about it." So he goes looking. He looks in 65 inches. He settles on 65 inch. But the first thing he says is, "Man, he's like that 75 inch would have really rocked in the living room." <laughs> Hey, once you get used to a certain size, Leron, it's hard to go backwards. For real. <laughs> but I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I was like, I don't need anything. I'm the guy. I don't need anything bigger than 55, 65 inches in my room. And look at me now. Like, I have a freaking 75 inch. But I'm stopping at 75 inches. <laughs> That's what you say now. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying that. It's like, there's like an in, there's like an inside joke, right? You know, like, um, I'm not sure how women are about this, but I know how, I know how gay and bisexual men are about this. There's an inside joke where it's like, where it's like, you don't want to be stuck with something that's too big. And you know, that's what you have for the rest of your life. Cause it's just going to wear you out. <laughs> I can't speak for all women, but yeah, no, I I wouldn't want that. No, I like I like it in a nice medium. Exactly. Was it was uh, I, I believe the term is called the husband sized. Oh, husband size. I've not heard that. I'm gonna use that term now. Yeah, a husband size. It's something that you can live with for the rest of your life and not have any not have any regrets about it being too big and not have and not have any second thoughts about it being too small. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about things getting stretched out in case things don't work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 we had to go there. That has been a yeah. wonderful, wonderful tech talk with Leron. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my I feel like I feel like looking at the TV. My eyes, my eyes are not bigger than this bedroom. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I, 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 I'm not going any, anything bigger because the next size up is 82 inch. No, I know. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to play those games. What's <laughs> What's the largest? What do you, What would be considered the largest size for a res, residential? Uh, let's see. Let's look it up right now. Largest television size. Largest television screen size. Let's see. Okay. Oh, that's a projection. We're not worried about projection. Let me see. Sony has an 85 inch right now. Okay. LG has an 86 inch. Um. Oh, there's it is 87. Well, no, actually, no. It says 87, but it actually measures as an 86. All so right. It looks, so it looks like the largest size that you can walk into a Best Buy and get right now is an 86 inch. I don't know, Leron. Seems like you're already almost there anyway. You might as well just go to the max. <laughs> Come on, if how I'm far away is that? If I'm going to go that far, I'm just going to get a projection screen. <laughs> I, projection? And, okay. But I live on, I live, I, uh, but my bedroom's on, uh, my bedroom's on the second flight of the house. Like, no, like I don't need a, a sound system just like, just like blurring downstairs. You know? Yeah. And you need a freaking crane to probably lift everything up. Yeah. Uh, whoa, wait, okay. So Samsung has a 146 inch wall television now available to order, but it's it's only for order. You can't like walk into a store and buy that. Can you imagine trying to tote that into your SUV or just like tying it to the rooftop? <laughs> See, and that's the other thing. Like I've already broken one television, so I already have PTSD about possibly having to struggle and like, like and, and, and mount a TV. Like shoot, like, like, Whenever I move in, move out and get my own place, I'm probably going to wall mount the, uh, a television that I put into the le- into the living room because I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to put it on a stand. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to deal with this nonsense. <laughs> Especially if you get a hundred whatever inch TV, you don't need to mount yeah. it huge anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm wondering, do they even make mounts to fit that? I feel like you. I feel like the best thing you have to do is put recess it into your wall or something. Possibly. At that point, you might as well go all out. Yeah. Well, uh, well, welcome to our, welcome to the After Dark Tech Talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should do this once in a while. Like, Corey like missed a, out. I wonder, yeah. I wonder how big his TV is. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded kind of dirty, didn't it? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Corey's living it up. Still right. living it up. Still rubbing it in our face. Yeah, I know. All right, well, we'll guess. We'll guess Corey's TV size. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say. I feel like, I feel like, uh, I feel like we. I, I feel like uh, Corey is a modest. Well, Corey's a big dude. Let's see. He's six foot five. He weighs. I forgot how much he said he weighs. I'm gonna say Corey is a modest sixty-five to seventy inch. Technically, there is no. I think there is no seventy inches. I think. I think it goes. I think once you get past fifty inch, it gets it goes fifty five, sixty five, seventy five, and then it gets into the eighties. Yeah, I'm thinking he's around like the fifty to fifty five inch mark. So we'll find yeah. out when he gets back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well well, 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 I don't know. I feel like we need to insult him. Be like, you got you're rocking a thirty two inch, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and he's got to prop it all on a like a very elaborate stand to kind of make up for it. Well, what what is this? Right? Did you just get the text? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Oh my god. I would I would share this, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if uh I'm not sure if he wants the stream to see this. <laughs> yeah, just for the, the audio, uh we just got a, a text from our fearless leader at said whatever work event he's at, and boy, I wish you guys could see it. Yeah, what I didn't know he was so hood. Right? <laughs> Showing us a, a different side of him. I know, I know. He's, he, I know. What set is he claiming? <laughs> Jeez. I tell you, those those boys out in the Midwest, man. Yeah, they know how to get down. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you know what? We spent all the time talking about talking about tech and, you know, like sizes of things, you know, and, and husband material and stuff like that. I never did get to, uh, get to the housekeeping. So... <laughs> This is Boss Rush After Dark, the new show from the Boss Rush Network, where each and every week we get together with our friends to discuss and debate topics aimed towards our adult our adult audience, ranging from dating to life tragedies to relationships to travel and and all sorts of other things. Uh, you can get the show early on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network. Every Sunday or on YouTube podcast services or our website two weeks later for free so remember remember if you're a patron you get it on sunday after recorded if you're not a patron you have to wait two whole weeks and guess what we talk about way too much good stuff here for you to be waiting for it (laughs) all right as always as always Feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, Remember, you can find all of our content on bossrush.net. All right. Well, yeah. Who wants to wait two weeks to listen about TV sizes of the hosts? Listen about TV sizes. Listen about like tragic dating stories. Listen to like the things that we, the the shenanigans we get into just trying to get laid. Uh, This is premium stuff. Dirty video games. <laughs> like I, when I say dirty, I mean dirty. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's All right, well, we're on a roll though. Yeah, I, I, no, this is good. Let's keep um, the momentum up. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, well, well, here's well, here's something then. Um, since since we talked about since we talked about dirty video games in our first in our very first inaugural episode, which is actually out now on Boss Rush um, on BossRush.net now. So you guys, if you if you, if you haven't had a chance because you're not a patron, um, go back and check that out now. Uh, it's there. Uh, but since we were talking about dirty video, oh wait, can you guys just wrap snare definition with Dumbo? No, see, I was an idiot and got the the order of it all wrong. So we actually recorded Pinocchio, and Dumbo is either next or the following. So Dumbo's coming. Oh, up. okay, okay, okay. So uh, now now's not the time to talk about the racist crows. Uh, well, I mean, we could still touch upon it. I mean, I <laughs> well, I don't know. If, I don't know if they were racist. More like it was racially insensitive. You know. <laughs> well, you know. Here's a good, here's a funny topic then. Let's just talk about like all the off color stuff that we that used to happen in cartoons and stuff and towards children over the actually well it, uh, we now we we now know that cartoons were never meant for kids. Never were meant for kids. It was just another medium for parents to to pay attention to while their kids were watching it because I <laughs> I have, I have, I have. As an adult, I have witnessed so much now that I just did not was not privy to as a kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> for example, for example, y'all, 
you guys at Boston, you uh, you and Corey for sure know that I am a major fan of Donald Duck and the Donald Duck family for Disney. I, mm-hmm. I am. I grew up on like those old Disney cartoons, like you know the old school ones that started with the like the the jingles and the singing and all that stuff. So recently, recently a buddy of mine, we were watching, we were because uh, I was excited. I, I got I got a hold of like one of the golden collections from uh, from from the Disney Vault, and um, we were watching we were watching the Donald Duck stuff. And the and the very first the very first episode actually no no not the very first time he he runs across Chip and Dale I think it was the second one because I think the second the second time he runs across Chip and Dale was when he had the um, was when he had the farm and he was growing apples he was growing apples mm-hmm. and uh, and and as a kid you know like you hear Chip and Dale speaking you know it's that high that high pitch that high yep. pitch talking some of it you understand some of it you don't. But I was like, you know what? Hold on. They're, we were watching this. I was like, man, what are they saying? And I was like, you know what? Hold on. I can pitch this down. So, so <gasps> I rewound it. I pitched it down. No way. Stephanie, Stephanie, in those early episodes, they were talking in jive. <laughs> what? <laughs> they were talking jive. Seriously? I could not, I could not fucking believe it. <laughs> How were they we able to? We had to, we had to, we had to stop watching it because we were too busy. Like we were dying with laughter. It's like, holy shit, they're talking jive. Oh my gosh! I... <laughs> You're looking for it now, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm just like I, like I, I kind of don't want to believe it, but at the same time, I'm like, go figure. I. Sorry, I'm just I'm speechless, I'm, and cause, like part of me feels ashamed now because I, I love Chippendale. They're like my favorite. What is the um? What is what is the name of the episode? Donald Duck, Donald Duck Apple Farm. Hold on, I'm looking it up now. Wow. <laughs> the name of the episode is Donald Apple Core. Donald Apple Core. <laughs> Donald Apple Core from 1952, like a. Uh, like when you watch the episode, when you watch the episode, um, when you gets when it gets to the part, like I'm gonna tell you the specific part. Okay. Um when you get to the part where uh where is it? Oh, okay. So when you get to the part where like he discovers that the chipmunks are stealing his apples and stuff, and he follows and he follows Dale up the, up the uh up the tree. Dale whispers something in his ear. At that point, if you pitch it down, it's jive talk. I'm gonna do that right after the show. That's gonna be my top priority. Wow. Oh god. Oh god. Oh well, I know this. I know this. Cartoons were like were like were like a thing of their era. Um. So I know I know during a lot of the Walt Disney cartoons, it was during uh, World War II. So like a lot a lot of the uh, a lot of the a lot of the, the the humor and stuff was racially charged against like against like Asians, you know, because like you know like World War Two, like you know one of our biggest one of our, our biggest enemies were Japan. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so that was one thing. Um, World War One in like uh, uh, World War One, I, I can't remember uh, like 
actually there weren't a lot of cartoons. Like a lot of the cartoons weren't like what what we what we know like with the Disney cartoons, uh, the Looney Tunes cartoons, and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of the cartoons were war propaganda because they were they were played in movie theaters before actual before the actual movie, which is cool. It's like why don't we have that now? Like all we have is like suck ass trailers that you know for movies that we don't yeah. always want to see. Exactly. Hmm. I want I want this golden age of movie watching where you know we're getting cartoons before the movie starts. <laughs> I know. Why but, not? Uh, Come on. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a lost it's like a lost era, uh, but um, really is. But shoot, all of it was because Tom and Jerry was uh, Tom and Jerry cartoons, and we're the, yeah, those those I don't have specific examples off the top of my head because it's been a while since I seen them, but I I I do re- I recognize that I got to an age where when I started seeing some of those episodes, oh, like for example, sorry, I'm like I keep. My, my parents are real old school because they're generations. So when my, they watch my son, they'll put on like Tom and Jerry on YouTube. And then I'd go pick them up like, oh, I remember Tom and Jerry as a kid, right? I go up and I start watching along with them for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, is this really what I, what is going on here? For real, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So it, it's just more like uncomfortable. And I can't, you're right. I can't re- I don't. I don't think they ever said the name of like of like Tom's owner, the black lady. So I've always called her Big Mama. I've always called her Big Mama. Well, because <laughs> in those original cartoons, in those original cartoons, like you know, like it was voiced by a black woman, or at least somebody mimicking a black woman, you know, and stuff like that. So. Yes. Yes, I remember. They only show so, like uh, from her the neck down, right? Yeah, if, if that, yeah, like usually they show from the waist down, you oh, know. Okay. Yeah, they, sometimes they show it from the from the neck down. <laughs> well, there's an episode. There's an episode, and this and this is the. I think this is the only time you see her face, and it is it's so bad. It's so bad because you see her face, and it's only for like an instant because it's the episode where where she goes out for the night, and Tom decides to, to invite his cat friends over so they can throw a party at the house, and and pisses Jerry off. To the point where, to the point where Jerry like basically rats them out. He calls, he calls where Big Mama's at. She's at, she's, she's, she's with her friends playing bridge, but she's all dressed up. That was the funny part. She, she had bling on and everything. She was, she was dressed up. Wow. She was getting, she was getting jiggy basically. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, and so, and so, like Jerry, like because uh, they, they basically like hog tie Jerry. And hang him up on the blind, and he's able to get down off the blind and like inchworm his way over to a phone. He and he dials the number wherever where, where where she's at. She picks up the phone, and of course, it's in this, this black southern lady voice and everything. And she's like, "A party at my house!" And she just she just hauls ass out the door. And and in that and in that instance, when you see her running up the street, because you see you see what you think is her silhouette. But if you pause it at the right time, you see her face, and it's like, oh my god! It's like, cool. <laughs> it, you, yeah, you, you've heard of minstrel shows, right? Heard of what? Sorry, I, I'm looking up this episode too. What were you asking? <laughs> minstrel, minstrel shows. Have you heard of that? Mm. It, it was basically, it was basically the old theater form where people were always in blackface. Oh, oh, yeah, that's. Oh. that's uh, you know what? When you pause on that scene when she's running up the street to get home, it basically looks like a black person, but blackface. Oh, that's that's the worst. Oh my gosh, really? That's cool. Like part, like it's like looking at a car yeah, crash. I really, I really don't want to see it, but I kind of have to see it. 
but I don't want to see it because it's yeah. not good. <laughs> it's bad, but at the same time, it's hilarious because, I, you know, I'm I'm a Gen Xer, so I grew up in that age where we're like I feel like we we're still transitioning out. We we're, we're 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 getting to a point where we're transitioning into more racial sensitivity and stuff like that. If if you can believe that, you know. But uh, but you know, like I'm a product of my past, you know, and like you know, like our gen- our, our family's generations or our old our, our parents' generations, they're still dealing with that stuff, you know, because that stuff followed them. Because like you know, like you know, like my parents, they grew up in the height of the civil rights era. Um, you are you are Chinese descent, right? Yeah, my mom's side. Yep. You're Chinese descent, so depending on when depending on when they were when they were in America, their family probably you know like. I hate to say they may have possibly like been hit with the whole American internship camps. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, you know, so like, so, you know, like we have generations that are living out there that, you know, are basically there are still like, they still have some type of trauma from like the racial stuff that they deal with, which is crazy because like, I feel like, I feel like the generations now we have our own specialized PTSD when it comes to, to racial sensitivity and, you know, injustice and stuff like that, because we see, we see wild shit going on now. Shit. Like we just had, we just had three dudes get, get sent to prison for a modern day lynching. Yeah. 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 Like they ran down that dude and shot him in the street because he was running through the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, and, you know, it's, it, like, yeah. it's shit like that. And, you know, like, and, a lot, a lot of people like I, you know, like I dare say I might be one of the walking wounded because like when, because like when I saw the video of that, the Ahmad Aubrey stuff, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I wasn't trying to introduce like woke to this conversation because I was definitely talking about racist cartoons, you know, <laughs> and how funny they are. But, you know, but, you know, um, basically, you know, like I, I sit back and I wonder nowadays, like when our parents were watching us watch these cartoons, what the hell were they thinking? I know. <laughs> I, I think I think it's a different I think it's a different era, you know, because now like you know people are people are people are, are woke, you know, so like this stuff does doesn't fly. And for example, like when you're on Cartoon Network, when you're on Cartoon Network now and you're watching and they play Tom and Jerry or Looney Tunes cartoons and stuff like that, they politically correctify those all all those cartoons and stuff like that. Like it's funny because every scene every scene that has Big Mama in it in 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 a Cartoon Network airing of Tom and Jerry right now. It's a white lady's voice, even though it's a black woman's body. <laughs> yeah, I um. There's one that st- stood out in my mind, and although if I, I've been saying I'm personally not like sh- so offended by it, but it, it it's still cringeworthy, and it I would have preferred it not happen, but uh, because I love the movie The Aristocats. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it got one of those like warning and sensitivity labels, and that one was because of the Siamese cat. And you can imagine oh, yeah. what the Siamese cat sounded like. And mm-hmm. now here's the thing: coming from a part, you know, half Chinese family, I know that when they we learn English, we have an accent. I'm not really that opposed if it's an Asian quote unquote character that has an accent, but like the way. That Siamese cat—it was like a very exaggerated form of that, like super, like like that. That's the part that gets me is when it's exaggerated. I'm like, yeah, oh, we're not that bad. And like when I was a kid, and maybe it's because I was a kid and I let it go over my head. You know, I remember—I forget—like the kids were talking about it at school, and 
it's the it's how kid when kids see this they think it's okay to mimic. So I had kids like p- pulling their eyes back like this. I remember I remember that shit. I remember that shit. And that that's when it bothered me. Like the fact that I can't say I can't say for sure I ever did that shit, you know, because like kids to a certain extent are ignorant. Like we know a lot of kids don't know when we're actually being like insensitive or, or you know, or, yeah. you know, just trying to hurt people, you know, like sometimes we're just mimicking stuff. I and mean, sometimes we mimic shit that we see other, other people do, but some kids know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sorry. And I can't, and I can't think for sure if I've ever done the whole like fake slanty eye thing. You know, I don't think I ever, I ever have because, you know, I'm one of those people that I learned. I learned when I was growing up that I can't stand when people like, you know, like, call you know like mispronounce or call me out of my name <laughs> yeah so i learned early on to try not to just like to like try not to be like an asshole to people just because of who they are yeah but but you're right like to an extent when you look at kids like the majority of things that kids say or do is because they saw or heard it somewhere so i feel like yeah in one way like it's when i say it's excusable i mean as long as the kid gets taught out of it because again everything that's racist or insensitive is taught from something so like modern day cartoons you know it won't have that so hopefully as generations continue to grow they won't be copying such stuff like that when i mm-hmm. look back at this cat and i just googled what the cat's actual name was shun gone um okay yeah, it, like there's a snapshot of him playing the piano with chopsticks. I'm like, that can't be more ah! stereotypical. I'm like, oh gosh, it's like I'm just rolling my eyes. Whatever. <laughs> it, it's okay. A... Oh, sorry. Well, I, okay. I looked up. I looked up Aristocats, Siamese cat, and the first thing it gives me is the Siamese cat song for Lady and Tramp. Which, by the way, that also Ooh. is problematic. <laughs> yes. Yes. That also is problematic. But Lady and Tramp is one of my favorite. Is one of my favorite of the classic Disney movies. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, I love the Aristocats. So the way I kind of put it is, you, you're it's a oh, product. There of it a- is. <laughs> yeah. Why is it okay? So why is it on YouTube? Aristocats best slash funny part, and it's the part where the cat playing chopsticks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh jeez, oh jeez. I'm gonna have to watch this movie now. God, the Aristocats was 1970. I feel like that was actually in my lifetime. This movie's older than I am. Well, now that, that we're just, doing that, just oh, good. Go ahead. Oh, good. I was just saying I was that just now saying that I'm <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. You go seriously. You go. All I was gonna, all I was going to say is that just shows how much of a classic it is because I'm sitting here thinking that the movie that the movie was in my lifetime and it's and it's actually older than I am. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I was honestly going to say something similar because we started the standard def, like Disney part of it. You know, the first couple of movies that we're talking about, Snow White and Pinocchio, those were in the 1940s. 30s, like, 30s, 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 40s. 30s for the Snow White and 40s for Pinocchio. For Pinocchio. So I'm yeah. like, holy crap. That was a long time ago. But you know what's, but you know what's amazing about that, though? Mm-hmm. The animation style still holds up to this day. The For animation sure. style, because like if you look at the if you look at some of the bullshit that's on like the Cartoon Network, for example, it's like it's like man, how is this? Mm. You know, I try not to be an art snob. I try not to be because uh, I, I I used to have this problem with comic books. If uh if the comic if the comic artist was the illustrationist was was in my opinion bad, I wouldn't read the comic. <laughs> and I and and that snobbery has kind of followed me to like to like you know like animated forms you know on 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 television media television movie media if the if the animation the animation looks like in my opinion it looks like ass I'm not going to watch it 
<laughs> well, you know what? Maybe it's just because I'm a snob too. So from snob to snob, I actually would say we're not being snobs because, like, there's some cartoons that I see and I just think it's freaking awful. And maybe it might look great for maybe kids that it's targeting to at that time. But we've all talked, and we talked about this in video games too. They just don't age well. So yes. That's what I mean, um, and pro well, maybe that's what you mean with like those classic Disney movies, is because they're done and drawn up in a way that it ages and will be timeless forever. Whereas, just I hate to throw Cartoon Network because it's not all like that, but just an example of some of the weird stuff you see on Cartoon Network or stuff some kids just see on YouTube. It's it's such an eyesore. Maybe they might like it now, but I bet you once they grow up and they look back on it, they're like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> Seriously. I can I can I can name one cartoon that was on the Cartoon Network, you know, before I cut cable. That was like, huh? What For is me. it? What is it? Cats Go. Oh yes. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, that's I can't unsee that. Can't unsee that. I was like, what the fuck? So, the the rule of thumb here with whether it's. TV, animation, gaming, even clothing style or architecture, classic always works. Yeah. <laughs> Be classy. Yeah. Exactly, which is why I say for sure, like, uh, as far as, I mean, there, there are some Disney, like, you know, like, when it comes to their movies, their movies, you know, I feel like their movies are of a certain caliber that, you know, like, 200 years from now they'll still look good, you know, so like that. I can't say the same for their animation for, like, their just regular TV, like, TV and streaming media, but even though I will say, like, the, the DuckTales reboot was fucking awesome. I'm so pissed that it is over. I'm so pissed. <laughs> but once again, you know, like, Donald Duck family, so, you know, I, I you know, <laughs> I loved everything about the, the DuckTales reboot, and I'm like, why the fuck won't y'all remaster the original DuckTales series in 1080p? Ooh, that'd be nice. Why won't you? Because because they, they remastered they remastered Tailspin mm. in 1080, and it's like it's like, are you fucking kidding I me? Why? Oh. I don't know. Like I found I found it in uh, like I was looking. Uh, where was I looking at? I can't remember what I was looking at for sure, but it is in 1080p, and I'm like, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't see how that could. I don't know. Is it that much of a money suck for them? Because if they they you know jazz it up, then they they can continue showing it to new generations, right? So I feel like I feel like cartoons like it doesn't take that much to like to like upscale and remaster them. I I, I really don't think so. Like, uh, but yeah, like I uh, shit tailspin and what's uh, shit now? I'm now I'm sitting here thinking because because like I I, I jumped on them and. and uh, and uh, you know, oh, complimenting you about your uh, your article recently because we talked about it. We 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 shouted it out last night. You're about streaming, <gasps> about gaming streaming services, about gaming subscription Yay. services. You uh -huh. know, being being the new bloat for subscription yeah. services. Yeah, that was that was amazing. But um, but yeah, like uh, one thing that kind of chased me, and then I guess we can move on after this. One thing kind of chased me is how wh why when they put classic cartoons on these streaming services, they don't put them in like numerical order of the show oh that kind of that, that really burns me up honestly because because my whole thing is my whole my whole thing about that is um is that i hate when i'm watching what i what they say is the listing for the first episode of ducktales and is actually like episode eight <laughs> that's weird why would yeah all right you know i don't know that's because yeah because 
All right. You know what? Why Why do I ask questions that I will never know the answers to? Because it does, Netflix just automatically does everything in the order that they're supposed to be, right? So Suppo- Yeah. Yeah, supposed to. Yeah. I really don't see how difficult that is, but what do I know? I'm not Disney. So. Wait, maybe I'm wrong because I was just looking for the Tailspin stuff right now. and it, it, It's it's in – okay. So it's, it's still in standard definition. So what have – I thought they remastered it though. I, I could have sworn. I could have sworn because uh, – I don't know. I don't know. Forget. Never mind. I'm a crazy person. Never mind. It's gonna bother you for the rest of the night, but it's okay. It it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean. But as far as like as far as like those um those Disney afternoon cartoons, since we're still talking about Disney, like yeah. Ducktales will always be my favorite. Then Tailspin. Then Darkwing Duck. And, mm-hmm. I, whoa, 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 whoa! I forgot. I forgot. Ducktales, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, <gasps> and then Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Yes. I forgot all about Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Can I just tell you that my parents, they're so strict, as you can imagine, that stereotype does hold up most of the time. Um, They only allow (laughs) me to watch one half hour television show every afternoon when I came back from school back in the 90s or whatever. Because you had to do do your homework. Yep. And you know what show I always chose? Rescue Rangers. I friggin' love that show. Good choice. Good choice. Oh, man. Good stuff. So the Rescue Rangers isn't on uh, Disney Plus, or is it? Uh, it is. It is. Oh. It um, is. Rescue Rangers is also another show that's out of order if you watch it on Disney Plus, though. Ooh, all right, but I, that means I can start showing Nikolai that because I I'm in, in, in just debt like insistent that I show Nikolai that's my son um, every single type of show that I watched when I was a kid. <laughs> hey, I don't see I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, hold on. Hold on, because I'm on Disney Plus right now. Let's see something here. Uh, if we look at uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, unless they change something, because last time, the last time I looked at Rescue Rangers, it was not in order. Yeah, the first episode is Piracy Under the Seas. That is not the actual first episode of the show. That's weird. <laughs> I'll never know. Whatever. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just odd. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, if we if I Wikipedia that right, mm. Chippendales Rescue Rangers. <laughs> and now I got the theme song stuck in my head. I'm not gonna sing it because I got a terrible singing voice. But man, all right. So let's see episodes. This show is on for three seasons. Okay. Oh, even this is wrong. Uh oh. That's weird. Okay, even 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 Wikipedia has it wrong, and Wikipedia is usually what I go by, you know. Uh, well, because the first episode, if I'm not mistaken, the first episode of Rescue Rangers was um was Chip and Dale like they were they they were they were always like like copycatting like a uh, a police officer who's getting ready to retire, and that's how they that's how they wound up running into Fat Cat for the first time. That was their first adventure because that's when they met Monterey Jack and um and uh, and 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 Gadget. Who, by the way, Gadget was just awesome. <laughs> I love Gadget. I think that's kind of like I don't know. I she was like it's funny to say a kid's role model was a, a mouse, but it was like because she's a female, but but also and, smart. And was an engineer, and, yeah, an engineer, yeah. I mean, like, like as a kid as a as a kid i didn't understand it but i see the importance of like of letting little girls see stuff like that like women being like smart women being inventors women being you know in positions of power and stuff like that 
you know, I, I get it. I get it. You though, know? though I will say, like, I did like that and see Disney can be progressive sometimes in the 90s. But the downside is, in a lot of episodes, because I, I remember it stuck out in my head as a kid, one of the recurring bad guys was like a rat. I forgot what his name was. And um, quite frequently, they'd use Gadget as like the like the bait for like any male bad guys. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that rat guy once saying to her, because she was like trying to fend off his advances, and he was spunk. I like spunk, or I hate spunk. I forgot. It was so creepy. And I was sitting there like, oh, is this like the only role a woman has? Like if they're like taking on a bad guy? Well, you know what's cool though? I was like, I can't remember any time where Gadget was actually portrayed as a damsel in distress. It always seemed like she was very independent. And, and no, she was. Her. She was. I just, I, I, I feel, I just feel like. They wanted her to kind of be the bait, but she still had her own mind. Like, ulti- so ultimately, I still view her in a very positive, progressive light. That's my bottom line. Good show. Yeah. Good. Good. Good talk. Good yeah. Topic. I love it. Wow, we bounced. We bounced all over the place on that one because we were talking about we we're talking about racial sensitivity and like cartoons that we loved and stuff, and then we got on to we got on to like wokeness, political correctness, you know, female empowerment. <laughs> Yeah, we, we hit almost all the rounds. But like, I like this kind of conversation because sometimes, speaking of wokeness, I'm not saying I'm very woke or anti-woke or whatever, but it's more like sometimes I get very shy in conversations, not with you, obviously, like with other people about woke-related things because they tend to be more on the very passionate, overbearing side to the point where mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I don't want to talk, which it's not like I'm the opposite either. Um where am I getting with this? Uh, where was I getting with this? Oh, I was going to have something very inspiring, and then the th- I just lost my trail of thought. But Aww. Oh, um, I, th- I just like how we can have this type of conversation. Look at these kind of silly uh, movies that, like, for example, in Disney, where they did kind of have racially insensitive moments, but... We're not saying like those need to be destroyed and obliterated from history. Like it's all about learning, looking back, like just studying what product was of the time. And I don't know. It's just, I like the fact that it generates conversation. I don't like it when people say like stuff like that needs to go away forever. Well, you know, but I think you know what I mean, right? Like I just, I do. I do. do. Exactly. That's my thing. Like, like, you know, what, I think people are starting to learn now when you try when you erase history, like things are destined to repeat itself. And stuff exactly, like that. and that and that goes and that goes with all sorts of things. You know, like shoot, you know, number one, like cartoons are always meant to entertain. Like I mean, like you know, I feel they're like always meant to entertain, but you know, like they were also part of a political movement and stuff like that. You know, uh-huh. and like especially these, these these Disney cartoons of that era and stuff like that, they were war propaganda. You know, but we needed something like that. You know, like just like. You know, you know, it's funny because uh, it was war propaganda to get people like, you know, motivated, you know, and stuff for like World War Two and stuff like that, you know, and of course, Vietnam and stuff like that, because I remember like stuff was geared, cartoons and stuff were geared towards that as well. We didn't really have any war propaganda for like our war in Iraq that, you know, like that basically ran for half of my lifetime. Yeah, I don't recall seeing anything Actually, for that at all. Actually, longer than half of my lifetime, like the first time. When we set foot, when we set foot in Desert Shield, when we set foot in Desert Shield, I was 14 years old. Oh wow! I'm 46 years old now, and we just we just backed the fuck up out of the Middle East. Well, yeah. so yeah, that's one great like 
pr progression we made, like it, it's nice to kind of separate those things. And that's, that's the thing I agree with that maybe some people out there that don't agree with me is, you know, we need to acknowledge that certain things in the past happen. Like we shouldn't be okay with it, but we shouldn't completely ignore it either. Cause you're right. If you don't acknowledge the bad things in the past, they're going to happen again in one way, shape or form. So, which is, which is why it's bothersome that people, that people, you know, like, Okay, number one, critical race theory is not a thing in like our, in like grade school and like in grade and public school. It's something taught on a university and college level, stuff like that. You know, particularly it's taught in law school. But you know, the fact that you know, like for example, our governor in Virginia, you know, our newly elected governor, like he basically he basically ran on trying to get rid of critical race theory. You know, and it's fucking incredible because. Because I don't want to, I, I I don't want to make it look like I'm pointing fingers and stuff like that. But why is it that whenever whenever America needs to learn a lesson about its own history, like people, particularly white people, are always getting up, you know, up in arms and basically basically white people act, are, are acting like we're calling them racist even if they never had a racist bone in their body if that makes sense you know uh, -huh. uh you know like we're trying to learn we're trying to learn things about our history yeah like every country does every country has black stains in their history some some countries have one or two black stains some countries have like a million black stains and stuff like that but ignoring that shit is the easiest way for it to happen again mm-hmm uh -huh. And the, and, the, and the sad part is, even though we might not have, like, even though we might not ever have, like, slavery again in the United States where black folks are in chains and become people's property and stuff like that, we we will wind up with modern-day slavery. Like, look at look at people who are financially destitute. Yeah. Look at look at how women are being treated in the workforce as well as in as, as well as on the home front and stuff like that. Like, like women aren't making, women already aren't getting equal pay to men. Like, they're making, they're making, what, like, 30 cents, 30 cents less to the dollar than men are for the same for the same position and wage and then it, it feels like every time i fucking turn on television like women can't be women can't be in control of their own fucking bodies you know it's like <sighs> yeah and that's a whole nother can of worms <laughs> yeah I, I i i i every time i see some shit about women's rights going on and how like how like fuck whole states in our in our country are trying to like just basically like grind women to dust and stuff i'm like Every time I see it, I'm like, I'm, I'm inches away from putting myself into financial ruin to go to, to go, to go to college and become a law advocate for, for the disenfranchised, you know, stuff like that. Cause it's bullshit. Like let people live their fucking lives. You know, it's, uh, if, if what they're doing is not hurting you in any fucking way, personally, leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. Do you mind if I say something? Hopefully, um, I won't, it won't come off the wrong way. Like me personally, again, I'm only saying personally, uh, I am really not, I, I don't really, uh, I, my personal religious views and beliefs, like I'm not so big on abortion. I'll just word it like that. However, the one thing that I'm grateful for when I was raised, like I'm, I was, well, I chose to be raised Catholic and stuff. I was just lucky enough to have the right mentors who said, you know what? If there are other people out there that want to do their own thing or just, and I'm now talking about any topic, you let them live their life. You do not, you know, press upon. So 
I know I'm speaking in fragmented sentences because I'm kind of terrified of like offending people, but I, I do mean this genuinely. So even though I might not be like su a super fan of it, I would feel, I would not feel right if I told another woman that she can't go do, do what she needs to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I feel like with the, the really right pro-life pro people like you guys are welcome to live your own values but you shouldn't be go ahead go shouldn't be suppressing the actions of others exactly yeah yeah because because well here you know here's the flip side of it though like 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 they would be really bent out of shape if the pro-choicer people were always pushing pushing their beliefs and mandates onto them you know exactly you know, unwanted you know or basically or even trying to make it a law which you know what you know what nobody because just you know even though like roe versus wade's a thing and it seems like it's always in danger these fucking days i it, it's crazy that i grew up I, I grew up always believing that women could have an abortion and there should mm -hmm. be no problems with it I didn't know until I was an adult that, you know, like there's all sorts of hurdles and shit you have to jump through because like somewhat some assholes always trying to make a law against it, you know, stuff like that. I always thought it was a law. <laughs> just like, just like yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'll even say I was naive enough to believe at one point that I always thought that black people were always equal in the United States. Mm -hmm. Shit. I know better now, but you know, <laughs> but you know, uh, but, but pro-lifers need to be glad that there is no law. There's no, there's no, there's no law that's, that's being put against them to take away their choice to be pro-life. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And yeah. the way I think about it is if, if, um, and I'm speaking now purely for, I know I'm like going really into the rabbit hole here, um, be really objective about this. If people feel like they need to have an abortion, they're going to seek it out or have it what if they're forced to go to another country and or like it's go to dangerous. a back alley procedure like you know what let's at least make sure that they have this it's still health care it's accessible yeah. health care and it, you know i oh gosh like don't get me started on that like i think that takes precedence over anything else with beliefs separate church mm -hmm. and state just like mm -hmm. this needs to be an option because if not it's going to have other dire consequences. It's to, yeah. It's going to have ramifications. Like, like it will, it will be coming just like how the pandemic right now is a, is a, is a concern of public health. Women having access to, to viable abortion, well, birth control options. I was going to say abortion, but abortion is not the right term. Birth control options, because I feel like abortion is like, is like the, is like the, the, the ultimate birth control option. You know, I feel that I feel that way, you know, because because adoption, that's not birth control, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like bringing a child to full term and then putting it in the, in the system. That's a whole different can of worms that, you know, it, I don't like thinking about this because sometimes like it's like it's like there are children who literally live in the in, in the um, in the in the in the child care system until they become adults. And that's. That's scary. You actually want that for somebody versus saying, you know what, they don't have to suffer at all. If you know, I, I I'm a person of science, and you know, like I I know when I talk about these things, sometimes I definitely sound crass and insensitive and stuff like that, you know. But um, but I always look at it like this: what I said just now about would you rather have someone live a life of suffering if they don't if they don't have to, and the person who was there who was going to be their parent was like, listen. I can't let this child suffer. If they're making this that decision for that person, you know, what the fuck is your hang up? Because you're not gonna because like for everybody that's screaming they want to be pro life, 
they never want they never scream i'll adopt that baby exactly and if they do scream i'll adopt that baby they'll they'll be like i'll adopt that baby i'm not gonna adopt all the babies you know so so you know at this point i'm like fuck you guys people who are people who have like actual rational like thoughts about pro-life oh i i'm 100 percent with you guys you know you know especially like i you know like I, I know like a lot of his religious beliefs and stuff like that but you know um and and i and you know i get that because you know i'm not a religious person but i respect people's faith and and i and i know for sure that sometimes some people's relationship with god is the main thing that sustains them in this life i get it you know stuff like that but at the same time we are we 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 try to be godlike, but we will never be God. So you cannot impose on another person God's will. Well, that and that's the thing. Like because a lot of mine is is faith based with regard to this choice. Like I do believe you know a fetus is, is a real you know live being. But at the same time, weren't aren't you taught in the same religion that you should treat others the way you should be treated? He like he who's not without sin should cast the first stone. So like therefore. Like that, that, that's my own personal thing. Like I believe yeah. what I believe, but if say my best friend, just, she can't like for whatever reason, maybe it was an assault. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. maybe there's a reason, you know what? I will happily go with her to the appointment and make sure she's safe and fine. And I yeah. think that's the thing people need to understand. You're welcome to have your own beliefs, but it's when you start, you know, oppressing and forcing upon other people when you can't even hold yourself up to the same standards. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Me and my little soapbox. <laughs> anyway, agreed. Agreed. And you know why the fuck? What is not just religious people that are like that, but why no, the fuck do people? Why the fuck do people have to be bullies about this shit? You know, like exactly. It, 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 it's, it's not your fight. It's, it's it's literally not your fight. Like it's <laughs> the only person who should be fighting is the person who has to make this decision. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anyway, another good side topic. There you go. What's that? Bullies. Oh no, we didn't even get to that oh, yet. Oh, we'll have to oh, save that oh. for another time. No, just us talking about like oh, yeah. women's like, rights and respecting like, each other's opinion. Hey, I, I try my best to be an ally. I'm not gonna say I understand it completely and stuff like that, even though like, you know, as a as a as a, as a man who's not necessarily straight, I I am in touch with my feminine side, but but I've I've always lived my life trying to play both sides of the equation and stuff like that. So, you know, like the one thing I always try to do is I try to put myself in someone else's situation situation or or try to put myself in their in their Try put myself in their shoes, not so much in their situation, but in their shoes and stuff like that. There's a reason why everybody does everything. You know, the stuff that clashes against like our morality and stuff like that. There's usually a reason why like people are doing it. You know, unless they're just like Jeffrey Dahmer and just like murdering everybody for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. You know? There's usually a reason why people are doing what they're doing and stuff like that. So you know. So honestly, I just I just want people to realize, you know, whether it's, whether it's you whether it's the people out there who are like who are like you know, um, whether it's people out there who are pro life versus pro choice, whether it's people who are out there that you know like want to have critical race theory banned, mm. even though they don't quite understand what the fuck it is, you know, because they really don't. Because <laughs> the stupid part about the critical race theory is I don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't even know why I swung back to it. The stupid thing about that is that um is that is that these are ignorant ass parents who believe who believe something that was told to them for someone and and the crazy part is as a parent like if you if you want to all you have to do if you want to find out what your children are learning in school all you have to do as a parent of a ch- child that's enrolled in, in a school just go down to the school and hit and say like hey can I take a look at the curriculum that you're teaching my child they exactly. will 
they won't even hesitate to give you the curriculum. They won't. Yeah. And, and this is me speaking as a person who does not have a child. I know this shit. So why is it the fuck that people who have like heaven forbid like like multiple children they don't know mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really unfortunate. People aren't really they, willing to do their homework. Yeah, all they have to do is walk into that school, say, "Hey, hello, I am, I am, I am Tommy so and so's parent." I just like, I, could I just take a look at the curriculum that you guys are teaching him this year? Shit, if I'm not mistaken, like a lot of schools try to send it to parents before school even begins. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, no, there's uh in my local town, people are getting all upset about po- the possibility of some sort of incorporation of c- critical race theory. And just to, I was partially challenging them, but also partially curious. I was like, can someone actually tell me what it is that will be part of critical race theory in our school system? They, they couldn't really answer me. Yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't, because they don't know. They're like, oh, that that's just going to teach people to hate white people, Mike. Yeah, that's, really, that's, that's, that's really what they think. And, and, and no, it's not even about that because, like, you know, like, I, I guarantee you a lot. If they look at it, I guess the problem is, like, when 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 you look at when you look in a mirror long enough and see what's staring you back in your face, you have to come to reality with it sometimes, you know, you know, which is why, which is why I always say, like, don't be a fucking dick, you know, that's and, all what it comes and, down and, to. And, and you know what? And you know what? Yeah. Racism is everywhere. There are racist black people. There are racist Asian people. There are racist Hispanic people. Oh. There, 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 there are surely race, racist white people. There are racist indigenous Native American people. Heck yeah, dude. I see so many Asians be racist against other Asians within the Asian community. It's like, woo! God, the 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 black community and the Hispanic community, uh, and actually, I think the Asian community also suffer from what's called colorism. Like, mm-hmm. if you look a certain way, yep. you do not get treated on the same level mm-hmm. as the rest of the people in your in your effort. Yep, one hundred percent true. Yep. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I remember seeing I remember seeing uh, like like some abject racism in the in the Asian community because like because uh, like. In this area of Virginia, I'm in. Like, it's got pretty. It's got. I'm not saying we're overrun. We're not. We're not like little Tokyo out here or nothing like Mm -hmm. that. But we have a pretty decent population of Asian people out here and stuff like that. And I've actually seen Asian colorism at work with my own two eyes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because because they looked at this person based on their skin and was already trying to figure out were they Vietnamese or if they were Korean. No, there there is. There's this like uh, sense from like the more northern Asians where they tend to be a bit more lighter skin. They look down on the quote unquote southern Asians that have the darker skin. Why? I don't know. Like I literally do not know, but I hear it and I see it all the time. They're like, oh, southern Asians and their dark skin. I'm like, I don't get it. Why? <laughs> like I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Man, you know what? You know what? I've, 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 I really feel like Corey missed out tonight. Oh, he's gonna be so he's gonna be so jealous. He's gonna be so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you know what? I you know I think we can end it on that note right there. <laughs> we could go on all Ooh. night though. We could. We could. We could. <laughs> That's what she said. Anyway, <laughs> don't tell your boyfriend that. all right everyone this has been boss rush after dark the alternative podcast of the flagship show for boss rush network uh we'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening to the show uh stephanie thank you thank you for for being my co-pilot tonight thank you it was a blast (laughs) 
uh, before we go, like let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, at Klimov, K-L-I-M-O-V underscore author on Twitter and Instagram. You can find my articles and articles from all the un- uh, other wonderful people on the writing team on bossrush.net. Thank you. And uh, as always, you can find me at XS803 on Twitter on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, XS803 is also my Twitch handle as well as my YouTube handle, so don't forget to check out those channels. Uh, and XS803 is my PlayStation Network gamer tag, but I, just, but I was corrected recently because I had some sign-in issues with my Xbox Live that my actual sign, my actual handle on Xbox Live is XS0803. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry for the confusion if you were trying to add me to uh to your friends list on live but uh but yep that's our show for tonight thanks a lot yeah. we love you we love you good night keep, guys keep giving keep giving it to, uh keep uh, keep doing what you're doing uh to our patrons out there mm-hmm. we definitely appreciate you guys like uh like uh, you're one of the main reasons why we are here for this particular show and yep. and we can't get enough of you, so thanks for that. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and sign off now, but come back and join us for our next installment of Boss Rush After Dark, where we will be back with more topics that aren't completely content appropriate. Wink, wink. Other anchor shows. Have a good night, everybody. Night.